Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobamka. Ground beef. Mark Hawkman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Talk when you mispronounce something, and that is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh-huh. Hug them up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to Stringsheet. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let them know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. Wow, a brand new open for the show. 2024 and uh we have a brand new open there on the show i was delighted listening to that who helped you with that solana who helped solana solana's working late you know these west coast (laughs) heat road trips yesterday was good payoff so it was kind of worth it but man he's uh he's just got a lot of free time because the show ends about six o'clock he's sitting around preheat doesn't start till 8 45 kind of like a uh you know an artist got a couple hours he's in the uh he's in the studio looking at his paints looking at a blank canvas Solana <laughs> had to put something together that was good that was fire Solana I like that I I can give you some great information of what actually transpired yesterday after the show in that hour between me uploading the pod uploading some video creating that and then the, the broadcast starting a new restaurant opened right across the street from the Citadel. And it's a Mm. Uruguayan Argentinian restaurant. You're kidding. It's Mm. called Gaucho Bar and Grill. And, uh, you know, I mean, listen, I mean, those are my people, right? Like, I. You're you're one of the most successful, famous Uruguayans in all of South Florida. I don't even think I'm making a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So I walk over. It's, It's. I mean, when I tell you I could walk there, right, I could be there within the next second. Just walk right down, cross the street. It's right there. I walk in. 
And I sit down at the bar and, you know, I just start talking in my, my Uruguayan Spanish. Que tal? Yeah. Eh, trabajo acá al frente. I mean, I am just throwing it down. <laughs> and the owner's like, okay. And just walks away. <laughs> you wanted more love. And I tried like, oh, they get parte de Uruguay. What part of Uruguay are you from? Oh, okay. Walked away. Didn't even come back. Tried to engage him on every Uruguay thing that you've got in the arsenal? Everything. They had a mate out. And I, I tried, like, just totally unimpressed. Didn't wanted nothing to do with me. The food was fire, mm. but just wanted nothing to do with me. So then I came back mm. and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll do some work, you know? <laughs> You're like, all right, I'll do something where people might appreciate me. They, they, may, they may treat me like the Uruguayan restaurant owner or they might appreciate me. <laughs> Did you, yeah. uh, did you tell him you know anything about Paraguay? Remember, that's my uh, default. Yeah, I when didn't... I meet someone from Uruguay or Paraguay, I immediately bring up the opposite country, even though they're not opposites and not near each other. I uh, I didn't I didn't try that one out, but maybe that'll be my route next time. All right, fair enough. Hey, that old place used to be there. It was a damn sauna. Do they have the air conditioner on in there? It was. It was. Uh, the food was fire. Very uh, well lit yeah. environment as well. And yes, the air conditioner was working. But it's cold out right now. So. Oh okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The uh, seven chairs in there. That's why he's upset. He don't have seven chairs. <laughs> Speaking of food, today is National Spaghetti Day. This has been a long running conversation on this show. Um, I love ordering spaghetti and meatballs at any fine Italian restaurant. Crowder and Solana do not agree with that. Gino Toretta, our resident Italian, will be on with us today to discuss. Josh Appel is going to join us today. And um, Clay Ferrero is going to join us today as well. I don't know. Uh, obviously, uh, Solana, after the show ends, sometimes posts some video on our YouTube channel. Um, so you're not seeing this now live, but Crowder and Jimmy and Solana are. Um, Guess who went on a ambient-fueled shopping spree a couple nights ago based on the four people that we are looking at on our video feed right now? You. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where that shirt came from? That, this shirt arrived yesterday, had no recollection of ordering it, and I am delighted. I thought I might have built up an immunity to Ambien, but I obviously haven't. It is working perfectly. <laughs> Who has a shirt that says mozzarella sticks on it? <laughs> I mean, this this shirt is brilliant. It just says in big giant letters, mozzarella sticks. And then it's got a very good looking order of mozzarella sticks there. I have to tell you, that's a... It's a good-looking order of mozzarella sticks. Yeah, they're, they're not square. They're round, which well, is the most important part. mozzarella sticks. Right. I'm thinking about getting this shirt in every color. If I can find where I ordered it again, <laughs> I'm going to get it in every color and perhaps in a hoodie form as well. <laughs> did you think you were on Uber Eats, or did you know you were buying clothes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm really thrilled with it, though. I will say that. I'm thrilled with it. And, again, I'm happy to re-up my Ambien prescription for the 19th year, uh, just based on this arrival yesterday at the old Hockman house. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. 
Any other app shirts? Is there an app shirt that you got that you? No, no, I gotta find where I ordered. This is an Instagram purchase. It's not like an Amazon purchase or whatever. So I, I gotta, I don't know. I'll have to find out. I'm guilty of an Instagram purchase as well. I happen to be wearing a Coco Golf T-shirt, which is fire, by the way. It's not ridiculous. Ooh, look at you! But Instagram that's purchase that's, as well. I'm guilty. I have to tell you, Instagram is so good with targeted ads, yeah. man. They do it perfectly. All I get on Twitter is like vibrators and and orgasmic uh something mm. machines I, I i'm like jason whitlock on twitter but on instagram <laughs> but on instagram it is just perfect solano what do you have with black female tennis players he loves Me. that angle. It's, it's that's, his, that's his angle one of our biggest fights ever was you defending the williams sisters mm-hmm. over martina sharapova or some crap Listen, <laughs> it's not my fault that Serena Williams dominated for two decades and Maria Sharapova got more marketing dollars, and we all know why, okay? We all know why. <laughs> this, was, this was at the beginning of us working together. This was a crazy <laughs> argument of Solana keeping up for the millionaire versus the millionaire in, in marketing dollars. And if you recall... Crowder couldn't tell the difference between Venus and Serena when they came on the radio. So it was like, you could tell he wasn't really vested in the the argument. Serena has a GoFundMe out right now. She's hurting. We got Venus. Venus Williams here. (laughs) Venus, what's up? Um... I'm guessing that had to be a uh, ambient purchase, Jimmy. I mean, no one would buy that shirt (laughs) under their right uh, state of mind. Jimmy, I didn't know you were on Ambient as well. Good for you. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's a good-looking shirt. (laughs) Instagram is great, though, at it. Aren't they, Solana? Like, I mean, I'm telling you, and it's so easy to buy something as evidenced. Mozzarella sticks. It's like it's not like they made me jump through hoops to get it because I'm obviously not in the right frame of mind. It's one <laughs> click, pretty much, and then all of a sudden it's at your house. But yeah, that's uh, so. What were you, like? What? How did you get that Coco Golf ad? Do you think? And then what happened? You saw it. And you're like, boom, purchase. Or did you? Because sometimes if I like something on an Instagram ad, I'll click on it. I won't get it. But if you click on it, then they're going to show it to you again for the next couple of weeks. Easily. And then it kind of works on you. Easily, yeah. So, like, yeah. Pickleball right now is just filling up my Instagram because I was in uh, the market for a new Pickleball paddle. So, I mean, I, it's just Pickleball paddle after Pickleball paddle. But my my feed and, you know, like the search bar where they kind of give you, like, things or whatever. I mean, I shouldn't yeah. put it too close. I mean, my feed is literally. <laughs> my, mine is pretty much all. Uh, who's that gymnast? <laughs> <laughs> Olivia, Olivia Lunn or Dunn or whatever. It is her and everyone that looks like her in college. <laughs> oh, man. My feed is pickleball paddles, French bulldogs, and black tennis players. That's my feed. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, boy. I uh, can't wait for him to wear his Arthur Ashe shirt tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tiafo. Come on, Salah. We got like, some people. Uh, oh, there. you got the uh you want to talk about Noah today? Oh, Joe Kim, you want to talk about No, Yannick Noah. I want to talk about his dad. <laughs> Gil Monfi. Oh, we got something, oh, Salah. Get your shirts. Man. 
Yeah, love a Montfee uh, reference. Hell yeah. The Heat, I started yesterday's show with the Panthers are on a heater. The Heat are on a heater. I mean, one in a row, but it was fun last night. It was just, it was fun. LeBron wouldn't even talk to the media after the game last yeah. night. My guy, I've got the future on Jaime Jaquez Jr. Rookie of the Year. Dude did a turnaround spin on LeBron. LeBron didn't know where he was. Le- <laughs> like, and, and I think Jaime Jaquez said after the game, like, I'll always have that video. Like, I could show that to my kid. Like, I will always have that video. That That is like, that that's a young basketball player's dream, right? Yes. You grow up pretending that you just turned around on LeBron and sunk it. And that's what he did last <laughs> night. So we have heat tickets to give away again on today's show. We're giving away a pair every day this week. Heat and Rockets, Kaseya Center on Monday. Keep listening. We will give away another pair before 6 o'clock. Um, Josh Chappelle is going to join us. I want to talk a little football with him. So let's do a quick look at headlines here for the 2 o'clock hour with Alejandro Solana. They're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. The exact quote, by the way, from Triple J. Quote, I'm going to have that video, and I'm going to show it to my kids when I have kids. It was pretty badass. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. His play is impressive, period. We were it talking is. about it yesterday. And then yeah. to do that on LeBron in LA, yes. like in a victory. To ice the, really to ice the game. Like the Lakers yeah. needed to stop there. The Heat come out of a timeout. It's cra- it's crazy, man. Coach Spoon never trusted rookies like this. They come out of a timeout in a game in LA. They need to win to avoid losing this road trip and going under 500 no matter what happens on Friday. And they have a cushion. They need a bucket to really ice this game. And they clear things out for Jaime Jaquez Jr., who's being guarded by LeBron. Think about that. Like, they clear him out. They run up a play for a rookie who's going to be guarded by LeBron. And they have all the trust in the world that not only is he going to convert, but he's going to win them the game. Bro, that is crazy talk. I saw Kevin Love said after the game, like, for him, it's Chet Holmgren and Jaime Jaquez. He said, uh, I think he said something along the lines that, uh, Victor Webanyama has been spotty. In and out, I think, was the the term Kevin Love used. Wemby's birthday today, by the way. Yeah. 20 years old today. Mm-hmm. Whew, he's a child. I know. I know. He's a child. He has five <laughs> wins, but he's yeah. a child. He's a child on the win column, too. <laughs> His win column's not of drinking age, either. <laughs> Just got to school. Um. Yeah, Chet Holmgren's going to be tough for Jaime to uh, to pass. Like they're, I think they're twenty three and ten. They're the second seed in the West. They're legit. He's probably their best player after Shai Gilgis Alexander, uh, unless he gets hurt and he's out for the season. I would never ever hope for an injury just to win a lot of money. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> did y'all did y'all hear that? <laughs> I know that was in my mind. I, we have a lot of so much stuff to get to today. Did either of you guys see Cat Williams with Shannon Sharp? He went crazy. Oh, oh my God. God. I can't watch it enough. I can't yeah. watch it enough. It's it's just insane. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I, I just popped into my head when I did the big eyes there. Yeah. A, he so called out everybody. Everybody. His delivery when talking about Ricky Smiley was just... Uh, it, w- it was perfect. And perfect. I happen to love 
Shannon Sharp's reactions when he knows people are saying inflammatory things on his podcast. And he 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 tries to keep a very serious and he tries to maybe walk them back a little bit or whatever. But I, I just I can't watch it. enough. It's just everything about it is so great. I love Shannon Sharp. I love watching Cat Williams talk crazy. I would never want to get on that guy's bad side. There's just so much going on. Was he punching in that fat stomach? I love that little line. Funny, man. <laughs> Punch him in his fat stomach. Shannon's like, what? Why is he wearing a dress, Cat? <laughs> yes, I'm going. Oh, he torched Steve Harvey. Did you see well, that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just... I didn't know Steve Harvey wore a hairpiece during Hanging with Mr. Cooper, which wasn't Hanging with Mr. Cooper until Cat Williams pointed out that that's all the Steve Harvey show was, was a reboot of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So tonight you have Kane's women's basketball. Oh, Kane's hoops. Yeah, it was a, it was a Miami back-to-back master class on ESPN because you had Kane's hoop come from behind – they kick Clemson's ass at the Wasco Center. They improve to 9-0 at home, 11-2 on the season, 2-0 in ACC play. Then the Heat beat the Lakers, send LeBron home crying. He had a season-low 12 points, by the way. Can't gloss over that. Tonight, Canes women's basketball, 7 p.m. They're at Boston College. And then Panthers get another game in the Stanley Cup Finals rematch versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights. This one is out in Nevada. Somebody texted in my feed on Instagram. It was all Paige Sporanic. Anybody follow her? No. I got some Excellent names golfer. If you, uh, hmm. if you enjoy golfing, you want golf tips, follow Paige Sporanic. Hmm. Nope. Nope. Nope, meaning <laughs> she's already all over your feed. <laughs> no, Jack. I Googled it. I won't let the I won't let it get the algorithm going. <laughs> the algorithm's so good, man. It's I just too love good. golf. I love golf. Man. Follow her, Gigi Rodriguez. Yeah, you her again. John Daly, just John as much Daly. as her, huh? Yeah, I love golf. <laughs> Big golf guy. I follow B Horschel. <laughs> B on. Six Dolphins players selected for the 2024 Pro Bowl games. Tron Armstead, Tyreek Hill, Alec Ingold, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Ramsey, and Tua Tungavailoa. Tyreek, Ingold, Mostert, and Tua were all named starters. Although, big... what what must I be doing on Instagram to be targeted a mozzarella sticks shirt? <laughs> like, what, what am I really searching? Food. That's yes. really, I mean, you know, I love it. So you're looking at Paige and mozzarella sticks. Pretty much. <laughs> For a weird little life. <laughs> Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Call them 866-954-MORE. YourAccidentAttorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7. Again, 866-954-MORE. Partly cloudy. It's in the 70s right now. Tonight, it might drop into the upper 50s in some parts of South Florida. But really, it'll be, in the, it'll be in the 60s tonight. That's your weather. When did you get that Coco Golf shirt? About a month ago, like early mm. December. Right after she had won the uh, the U.S. Open. Gotcha. What shirt are you wearing, Crowder? I see uh, Jimmy's Panthers shirt. What is that? Gentleman Jack. Hey. Yeah. 
free t-shirt. I know what you're searching on Instagram. <laughs> a lot of drinking. Free t-shirt. Hawk, I'll give it to you, Hawk. You think about the three most important things that you search. It's going to be women, food, and sports. You're not supposed to look the way you do. You're supposed to be 400 pounds. <laughs> I know. Anybody who buy, like, there's no way they've, although this is an extra large, because I get every shirt extra large off Instagram because they're made yeah. in, you know, I'm not going to name countries, but countries, the, the cotton count is not the greatest. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say they're not pre-shrunk, but there's no one. Oh, I just got a text from Rob Pizzola. Right before we went on the air, I texted him, Happy New Year. <laughs> you just mess with people. Literally, it's all I text. <laughs> uh, I was in one of those moods, but yeah, I mean, anyone who they're targeting these mozzarella stick shirts to, they have to be selling a whole bunch of triple X's, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> that's a lot point. For, uh, for, funny. for your hobby, for your hobbies, you're in great shape. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk with Josh Appel in the next segment. He is the Marlins public address announcer, and he's on the call this Sunday for Lions and Vikings. Good game nationally on uh, Sports USA. So we'll talk with Appel here in a moment about the Dolphins. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Who's your favorite Beatle offset? Hawk and Crowder. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Josh Appel is joining us. He is not only the public address announcer for our Miami Marlins, but he's on the radio play-by-play nationally for uh, NFL on Sports USA. He's going to be on the call Sunday for the Vikings-Lions game. And he's on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline with us right now. And uh, that's a good game that you have. But I want to talk Dolphins first, uh, Appel. This is a question that we started the show with yesterday and also ended the show with on Tuesday. But I'll ask you, are you expecting the Dolphins to beat the Bills on Sunday night? 
Well, first of all, happy National Spaghetti Day to all of you. And to you, too, to those who celebrate. Thank you. Uh, do I expect the Dolphins to win on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say yes or no, so I'm going to cop out and say I don't know. Um, I could certainly see them winning. I mean, Buffalo has not necessarily lit the world on fire in the last few games. Um, they certainly look very beatable, but I don't know how you can leave that Baltimore performance thinking that you can be confident in them coming out and winning. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I don't know how you can be confident. In it. I don't know what that defense will look like now without Bradley Chubb. I think Van Ginkle and Agba and Ingram can do a formidable job, but it's certainly not going to be to the level that Bradley Chubb was playing at. Um, how does the offense continue to operate with all the injuries they're dealing with on that side of the ball as well? It sounds like something that we talked about on this show previously, especially after that first Buffalo matchup, it sounded like from what Vic Fangio said in this press conference that Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing uh, Stephon Diggs for the majority of the game on Sunday. So hopefully that adjustment works out well. Hopefully they get Jerome Baker back. I just don't know how you can be confident in saying, yes, this team is going to, to win on Sunday night. But I think I feel a lot better about it because they're at home and because of how Buffalo has looked the last few weeks. I feel a little bit better about it because they're not what Baltimore is right now. They're just not. Baltimore is on a whole different level than everybody else in the league at the moment. And speaking of Baltimore, John, I was going to ask you about that because you get dominated on both sides of the ball. You can't get to 20 points. You give up 56. What can you do? You chalk that up as, oh, bad game by the Dolphins playing the best team in the league, which I believe Baltimore is the best team in the league. I, I think you feel the same way, but not even Lamar's going crazy. Can you get to 35 and keep up maybe 40 and keep up? They couldn't do anything on both sides of the ball. You know, I think that was the most frustrating thing about that game was that, you know, you go into it thinking I got to account for Lamar's legs in addition to his arm. You're probably a little more concerned about his legs, but he was standing in the pocket and throwing all over the place against this secondary, against this defense. And it wasn't like guys were caught, like guys were running around wide open, wide open in the, in the secondary. And Vic Fangio, to his credit, also said today that he called a terrible game, in his opinion. I think the results showed that. Um I think it's a little skewed offensively because the first two drives, they they went right down the field. It actually reminded me a lot of the first Buffalo game where they were, it was 14-14, what, for a quarter and a half? Really, it was a one-score game till the end of the first half when they tried to rush before the two-minute warning and through the interception, and that really changed the whole game. But, I mean, that Tyreek drop in the end zone, that is brutal. Uh, Claypool had a, a drop on a touchdown in the end zone. They... In these four, excluding the oh, you can include the Cowboy games in it. Game in it. Those games against the good defenses they've played, they've been right around 20, 21, 22 points in each of them. And in all those games, they've had missed opportunities to score more than that. I'm not as concerned about the offense as I am concerned about the defense right now, um, just because of the of the PTSD of what Buffalo has done and Josh Allen has done to this defense over the last three seasons and what they looked like at the beginning of the year, and what the Dolphins looked like last week. Now, half the guys that they need are hurt. Um, I, I think that when the offense has to come from behind like they did in that Baltimore game, that's like not how they're wanting to play. I don't think anybody wants to play from behind, but I think that drastically changes kind of what they want to do, because it's such a big play offense. It almost feels like they try and get all of the points back in one play every time, and um, Obviously, that didn't go well um, on Sunday. I'm not all that concerned. I don't think Tua played poorly. Man, you know, the two interceptions are bad, but he's playing hurt as well like everybody else is. 
Um, I think that 20 points on the road at Baltimore should be enough to at least keep you in the game in the second half, but it didn't matter because the defense couldn't get a stop. So you, uh, you mentioned Vic Fangio and he was hard on himself today at his media availability. Like you said, you were a huge proponent of Fangs. Fangs was your guy. Couldn't wait mm-hmm. for him to get down here. Give him a letter grade. There's one game left in the regular season. Give him a letter grade as the most sought-after defensive coordinator in the league. He ends up here. I'm going to go B-. minus. They started off the season poorly, but you could chalk that up to all of the guys learning a new system. And there was a great uh, clip from Hard Knocks about your guy's good friend and mine, Javon Holland, talking about how it really took them a while to kind of get the hang of what they wanted to do on defense. And then once they did, it was like second nature. It's very complicated. Once you get the hang of it, it's second nature. Um, The injuries, of course, have hurt. They were one of the best defenses in the league since Jalen Ramsey came back. They've been one of the best defenses at getting pressure on the quarterback. But last week was not a good, uh, not a good showing from them by any stretch. So, They've had a few too many of those, and that one was ill-timed. The end of the Tennessee game was bad. So I'm going to go B-minus for Fangs this year. And speaking of the injuries, I got, you know, I made TMZ for talking about leaving Bradley Chubb in two in. You're down by 30. We know Tua has an injury history. We know Bradley Chubb has an injury history as well. How did you feel about that? What's your take on being down by 30 and leaving very integral pieces of your, your, your team in the game when it's trash time, to be honest? I understand uh, the point of view being upset that they were left in the game at that point. I also, I don't necessarily disagree with that either, but I'm also not going to like blame Mike McDaniel for a guy getting a non-contact injury. It's not like somebody rolled up on him and it was, you know, it was non-contact. So it's hard for me to really get all up in arms about that because it also feels like a little bit of result playing as well. Um, but it, it's a it's a valid criticism. And I'm sure, and I know, it's something that Mike McDaniel has probably thought about a lot since the game ended. Because, simply put, (laughs) if he pulls Bradley Chubb, the non-contact injury doesn't happen there. Um, But at the same time, like, they're really shorthanded on defense. Like, uh, uh, you just figure it out with three minutes to go. You put whoever out there. It didn't really matter whether Chubb's play or whoever's playing that position, whether they're in position or not. But I, I think that's a little bit result playing, but I also understand it because it is valid. Appel, we've had a lot of conversations about Tua this season, and you've been a big proponent of the media, the national media, being unfair, the way that they criticize Tua, the way that they cover Tua, and I I usually agree with you, but I I will say, what are the expectations for him the, the last two games, final regular season game and at least one playoff game? I mean, there has to be some sort of weight on Tua, right, to somehow figure this out for the Dolphins? And if not, you know, what what will the backlash be? Because, I mean, bottom line, Tua Tungabailoa was the starting quarterback. They had a two-game division lead, and they got blown out in the most important game of the Dolphins' regular season in franchise in the last 20 years of the franchise. Like, at some point, while injuries play a part, while coaching hasn't been the best, uh, the guys on the offense are banged up. Like at some at some point, it does have to fall on the quarterback's shoulders as well. I mean, he he would have had to have a, a 
better passer rating than perfect and put up 60 points to win uh, on Sunday in Baltimore. Like Tua did not play at the level that he needed to for the Dolphins to win, but he was certainly not like the guy you point to and say Tua's performance is why they lost. And I, I think part of my issue is like when things are going well for the Dolphins and when it's going well for them on offense, it's then we talk about the context of who his weapons are, who his play caller is, uh, the system in general. But when they struggle, it's all Tua, and Tua can't get it done, and that's on him. And so that that's the part that bothers me about it. I've never been shy to say that he needs to play better at times or he needs to stop turning the ball over. I mean, that's obvious, but there are valid criticisms of Tua. But I, I think that people are so – and we've again, we've talked about this so many times. I think people are so dug in on how they originally felt about him in the first couple seasons that – to give him credit for anything is like such a hard thing for people to do. And anytime he does show a sign of struggling, that's when they go ahead and pounce. Um, I don't think he's really ever been the guy that elevates everybody else around him. Not to say that he's not capable of that, but I mean, how many guys like that are there in the league? We're going to see one on the other side on Sunday and Josh Allen. I think before this season, you would have said Patrick Mahomes. And even though they've struggled the last few weeks, they're still fringe top 10 offense in the league, despite what, you know, is, is happening there. Um, I think that we, we also get spoiled by how good this offense has been the last two years when they've been healthy. You, think of how many games, think about that 11 and five season uh, with Tony Sperano, the wildcat year, how many 14, 12, how many 16, 10 games did they win where they're farting their way to 16, 17 points and eking out wins. And so when we say, oh, they can't get the 20 points on the road against Baltimore, the 11 and 5 season, they could barely get the 20 points on the road against anybody, <laughs> even at home. Like, I just think we get a little spoiled by what we've had here uh, the last couple of seasons. But at the same time, it does get to a certain point, Solana, where they're going to play a big game and he's going to have to perform. And I think the Dallas two minute drill was one of his best moments as a Dolphin by far. Because it's funny you say that this is the. Last week was the biggest game in, in franchise history in 20 years. You could have said that about the Dallas game, about the Baltimore game, and I would agree that this Buffalo game is also one, one of, if not the biggest game they've had in 20 years as a franchise. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm, I I still struggle to find one singular moment where it, it's Tua's best moment of his career, right? Like that signature win or that signature play. I mean, the Dallas one is up there. There's no doubt about it, uh, but you know – if if you lose a division this week and then you lose in the first round, is it really a signature win? I mean, it was fun. It was awesome. Great memory. Well, you need you need that win to get into this position. I mean, it. We're we're. I I kind of feel like you're you're doing no context scenarios there. That drop by Tyreek Hill and by Claypool. It's potentially a different ball game. I'm kind of with the Pelt. He didn't have an awful game. He didn't Stop. have an awful I'm, game. I'm not saying that the and, loss was on Tua, though. I'm just asking if at some point here, because I agree with Appel. I, I think the context does get taken out and how he said it perfectly, which is, hey, when the Dolphins win and Tua's playing well, everybody wants to point to the receivers. But at some point, I mean, if he wants to be in that category of elite, you know, if, if Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl, a lot of it was going to be placed on Tom Brady. The same thing goes for Aaron Rodgers. The same thing goes for Josh Allen this season. He's going to take the the brunt of the criticism because 
that's what those guys are. Winning is a quarterback well, he, stat, whether you like the, it or not. Here's here's the real question because I was looking at uh, you know because on Sunday Night Football they do a rundown of everything, and one of the little topics subtopics they have for Sunday Night's broadcast payday upcoming. This past offseason, Tua saw fellow 2020 draft class members Joe Burrow, five years, $275 million, Justin Herbert, five years, $262.5 million, and Jalen Hurts, five years, $255 million, sign big extensions. Tua and the Dolphins couldn't come to an agreement before the end of training camp and then table discussions. Tua is currently in the fourth year of his rookie contract. Miami picked up the fifth-year option this past spring, so he's under contract next season, but he could be in for a big payday this offseason. If it's my vote, I give it to him. This is the most fun I've had with a Dolphins quarterback in the longest. I love him. The head coach loves him. His teammates seem to love him. That dude, in my opinion, has earned a massive extent extension. That's the nature of the game, though, now. Like, okay, so you don't give Tua the extension. He's leading the league in passing. He's top five in a lot of categories for the position. Where are you getting someone that's also providing you that production? Okay, you want to reset and, and draft a guy and hope that maybe he works out to give you this level of play that Tua has given you the last two years? Great. But why not just keep the guy that's already gotten you to that point? And I, I think that I don't think he's going to get Burrow or Herbert money. I think he's going to be closer to what that Jalen Hurts contract uh, looked like. And, and they're going to have a lot of decisions to make because they're over the cap for next year. Salary cap's funny money. They're going to convert money into signing bonuses and be able to circumvent it that way. But he's going to get his deal. And like, I think they'd be nuts not to give him the extension. I really do. And it's it's crazy because we're talking about after that Ravens loss, and I know it was, a, it was an ass kicking. So that's that's what a lot of people say. Even Javon Holland was like, "We got our butts whooped." Like you can't run from it. You look at the score, but it seems like it put a like a black cloud over this season. Is this season if Buffalo beats us and we lose to the first round of the playoffs? If Buffalo wins, right Hawk, we're going to Kansas City. So we lose to Buffalo to Kansas City. Is this a failure of a season? Because like Hawk said, I think it's some of the most exciting football we've seen in South Florida in twenty years. I think both things can be true. I think that this can be one of the, if not the most fun Dolphin season in 20 years, and also be a disappointment with how it ended. Um, again, nobody wants to hear about the injuries. Nobody wants to hear about that context because at the end of the day, it's week 18, and the majority of the teams in the NFL are dealing with major injuries. I mean, Cleveland's on their fifth starting quarterback this weekend. Not because of injury, but Flacco's number four and Jeff Driscoll. They want to make sure Flacco doesn't get hurt. So Jeff Driscoll is starting uh, on Sunday. And they've got a whole litany of injuries around the rest of their roster. I mean, Buffalo's lost uh, a few guys that are really important to their defense, and they've played well despite that. Um, I think, Crowder, both things are true there. I think that this has been a, a great season and one that really gets you excited for next year. But also, if they go out in the first round, even if they win this weekend, if they go out in the first round with a playoff game at home, like that's the, that's a disappointment. This team had bigger expectations with, than that. This team was built to win this year or next year with the superstars they brought in, with the contracts they have on the books. They were built for this two, three-year window, probably two years. And if you fall short of that, that's disappointing. We talked in the in the preseason. I remember my first show that I did with Solana. We did the, oh, what are the expectations for the Dolphins? Uh, what, what should we expect? And I said, 
you know, they got to win at least one playoff game. If you win one playoff game and you move on to the divisional round, I'll take that as a, as, a, as a success. It's hard to have higher expectations for a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game in 25 years. So if they win one, I think everything else after that is gravy. But even if they win or lose this week, they lose in the first round. I'm not saying anybody's seat's going to get hot or anything, but like the patience is going to wear thin into next year. Josh Appel, you'll hear him nationally Sunday. He's on the uh, call for Vikings and Lions. We will see you Monday at Twin Peaks in ah, Davie. Yes, tweaks. Excited. A little tweaks action on a Monday. And uh, I missed it this en- week. Enjoy. Uh, we weren't there. Enjoy National Spaghetti I missed Day. It. Thank you. By the way, I'm not. A, I, I prefer a penne, a bow tie, mm. a rigatoni yep. over spaghetti. Just gonna say it. You're just saying the type of noodle that you yeah, prefer yeah. at any given time. Yeah. If if I can choose to have literally any other type of noodle mm-hmm. other than like the long spaghetti, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I like the, so the little grown man wants, What grown man wants to say? Thanks. I mean, is this, is this, but that's not the discussion. And is this appropriate on spaghetti day? In other words, if it's uh, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, would you say, hey, I'm more concerned with pancreatic cancer? It just seems inappropriate. So we'll let you go on that note, uh, Josh. All pastas matter. All pastas matter. <laughs> we apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is milk liquid cow? Hawk and Crowder. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.